How's it going? My name is Joe Casanova. I'm the founder and CEO of Furlough. I've come from several industries and backgrounds from e-commerce to SaaS to Web3 to real estate, hospitality, even medical, which was my first startup. And I'm super excited to drop some value bombs and give you some insights in the space of what we got going on. So welcome to the Growth Mentor Podcast. I'm excited to learn from you about omnichannel marketing. So could you tell us something that people overlook when they deal with omnichannel marketing? Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I, I have a community of um, a lot of marketers and oftentimes these young dropshippers come in and everyone's eyes are really on ads and, and how can we scale through ads? And uh, most of the time, social media agencies, as SMMA, um, all they think is ads. And then, you know, they overlook some of the obvious channels, just like email marketing. And if you look at all these channels, they really work better together. Omnichannel, and that's the topic of today's discussion. And omnichannel strategies, if you're doing correct, proper email marketing, Google advertising, email marketing, influencers, content marketing, native ads, affiliate marketing, SEO, all these channels, it actually increases your return on ad spend across the board. So um, hope to drop some more insights on, on the channel this discussion. So. Great, great. Thanks for the great start. So if a, a very, very early stage founder or quite newbie in the domain would come to you and say, hey, what's omnichannel marketing? I understand it's a combination of all those. How would you explain it further to them? Yeah, I think it would be like the final stage. This is where you're working towards is an effective processes and systems that complement each other and ultimately co continue bringing your customers or prospects back to your website because at the you know at the end of the day the website is where the conversion happens and whether you're e-com SaaS or web3 or a brick and mortar um, there's really three variables that go into this it's your audience your creative and the most important your offer i tell people marketing is not selling you're putting the right audience uh, offer in front of the right audience at the right time because even your best customer is not your best customer all the time sometimes people don't want to buy and that's the beauty about remarketing and how well it all complements um, with each other thanks i actually learned uh what omnichannel marketing means like this was a great uh, angle to get it started so this person which is quite uh new in the field asks like wh where to start from so how, how should they prioritize their first steps and what's your approach on that yeah i often get asked um you know a lot of businesses come to me uh i do no outbound just to be clear why because my all my business are all inbound and it's all word of mouth referrals i believe that good work gets you more work and the best compliment you can give is a referral and about 99% of the time, the first service I tell them to go all in on is email marketing. They often talk about advertising because they want to go and sell out inventory, bring more customers, so on and so forth. But I tell them email marketing is the first thing you go after. Even if you don't have a big list, if you just have 10, 15, 20 people, focus on those automations, focus on the welcome series, focus on the post-purchase follow-up, focus on cross-sell flows. These automations, which are dripped emails that send over, let's say, the next eight weeks. You could have an eight-week welcome series that once they sign up, they go, hey, thanks, welcome to the brand. A week later, hey, did you know that we have this? Hey, check out our founders. Hey, over the course of eight weeks educating so that once your automations are set up, they're set up. You're talking on behalf of the brand to these prospects. And then when you run ads to your emails that to get that opt-in, it's these automated sequences that are nurturing your audience. And really the goal is on e-com especially, go all in on email, scale your email list, and ultimately, you know, you'll scale your brand. Could you bring uh, one or two more practical examples like of a brand or someone you have worked for and you're comfortable sharing more information about to understand, to make them understand like how this would uh, work together? 
Yeah, so I was um, working with an influencer brand. I really enjoy working with influencer brands because they usually, the one service I really do not like taking on is social media, um, just because what you think you are, what the client wants is always going to be different because it's really subjective and an interpretation of what they want. So I always believe that strong brands, especially in the e-com space, are led, uh, social media-wise, are led by the founder. So um, these influencers, they, I, you know, I, I was approached by a brand called Peachy Bum that we actually scaled in less than a year, 300% over to 150,000 monthly recurring to 500,000 uh, monthly recurring. They're an athleisure, fitness, female-driven brand. And their previous agency, they had a falling out and they deleted all their automations. And the first thing I told them, they're like, we want to do everything with you. And I told them, no, let's just do email first, set up these automations uh, for the first two months. Third months, we'll switch it to campaigns, nurture that list, nurture that domain so that your emails are delivering. The following month, they're like, okay, we want to do everything. I go, relax. And we did Facebook. Why? Because Facebook remarketing, we have an audience, we have an email, and then we could grab that email, create a lookalike audience, and just keep growing the email. Like then the third month comes, they're like, what else? We want everything. And I'm like, Google, Google Smart Shopping, Google Search, right? Get in front of these people that have the intent of actually looking for fitness leggings. And we started adding these channels that complemented each other. And then the next month came and they're just like, okay, SEO. And I was like, why would you do SEO? I could tell you're impatient. You're going to do SEO for six months when you can spend that money on Google ads and ultimately rank number one for the terms that you were trying to rank for using SEO. So I, I'm not against SEO. It's really a case by case of the niche, the competition, the original traffic. SEO done properly can really, I mean, propel business into new heights. So um, I hope that example was sufficient enough for you. More than sufficient, I would say. So I have been in the shoes of early stage founders that don't know how to do most of the stuff that you mentioned. And I didn't have a guy like you, Joe, to teach me or guide me or like work <laughs> with me. So if a founder or a business owner that just started, like wants to prioritize what to do, what to learn, what to outsource, how to balance this equation, how would you encourage them to think? Uh, I mean... You know, for sure, think long term. I was having a conversation with a you know a mentee of mine that wanted to get into affiliate marketing, and I told him like, look, if you want to go short term, it's right now in the filming of this. It's October, which means we have Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas around the corner. I go, if you want to be you know do test the waters with affiliate marketing, you can create a listicle, which is ten best gifts for entrepreneurs, right? And then you get. 10 affiliate offers to 10 different gifts and make a list that you drive traffic to. And if someone like me says, oh, I'm going to buy a gift for my entrepreneur friend, I have 10 options that all kick back commissions to you. The problem is that right there is a great experience to get, you know, get those reps in and actually build that marketing muscle to, you know, refine these skills and get better and bring them on to your next venture. Um, the the problem is really that it's just short term because it's the holiday season. It's just those two months. And after that, you have to figure out what the next thing is. And, you know, my advice is really think more longer term, think more macro, think of what you can do today that will ultimately be able to be reused and leveraged over the course of time. And that's why I'm so strong on emails because, you know, your email lists are people that opted into prospect to, you know, they want to get marketing messages by you or they're people that have bought from you. And if you go all in on that, that's your highest targeted, that's your best interested, uh, hottest segment. And from there, you could repurpose that into obviously audiences and Facebook and remarket it. And then let's say, you know, it's a travel blog or a fitness blog. You can repurpose that audience to other fitness brands. So thinking about how you can leverage this and, and really just make the most out of, you know, what you're doing today.
how would someone understand that like on along this process they have taken like um a bad decision or something that doesn't work how how would you they how would they identify that they are going on the wrong direction and they should reprioritize change the strategy and get back to action as to the, as per the strategies you have been explaining yeah well i mean it's let's be very clear you know i'm saying everything it sounds very easy when i explain it like that but the reality is it's not because if it was everyone would do it and you're gonna mess up and you're gonna have campaigns that don't you know work you know it's often with drop shipping and i see this a lot people think drop shipping is just like you know free opportunity that just brings so much money to you there are people that get extremely lucky where they put a creative up they put a random audience and it starts hitting and starts selling but if it doesn't it's like fishing you need to get a nibble. And when you get that nibble, you can kind of throw more money into the um, into the ads and start reeling it in and work off of that. But if you have no nibble on your creatives and your ads, then you don't know what to work off. So um, naturally, what I'm going to tell you is like what marketers should do. Throw everything at the wall. See what sticks, what falls off. Don't worry about it. What sticks, keep going on that and keep going towards. And you know, just a simple metric is return on ad spend. How much are you putting in? How much are you going out? And we have some clients that are spending $10 to get a client, like a $10 cost per acquisition, a CPA cost of $10 to get an average order value of $90 plus. They're paying $10 to get 90. So what I tell them is increase the ad spend, increase the ad spend, increase the ad spend. Why? Because naturally, the more ads... You, money you end up spending on the ads, the cost of acquisition is going to go up because there's just not enough people in the world and you're also competing with competitors. So find a nice sweet spot where you're okay spending to actually get that return. But ultimately, the most important metric that you should be looking at is return on ad spend. Your energy is insane. So thank you for yeah. bringing it to the Growth Mentor Podcast. So last question for the day, and I, I guess we can be talking about that for hours, but like, what, what are your favorite tools for starters, especially? I mean, honestly, I think the, the most overlooked tools are just the free ones. Google Sheets, Google Docs, uh, ClickUp is free. It's a project management software. I love it. Zapier. Um, I mean, Zapier, yes, there are paid tools out there that can really, you know, go like Zapier is you get two apps and you make them connect and talk. And I use Zapier for everything, but you get free zaps that could actually let automations um, take place. And if you, you know, I think software and technology is here to help us scale and allow us to do more things. And every process that you set up and system you set up in your business, I don't think it, you should immediately outsource it. I think you need to do it yourself document the process, find software to streamline it and automate it, freeing up your time so that you could focus on other things or just document the process and get a human to actually take over and do that for you so that you free up your time and do um, you know, other initiatives that complement that or support that. But I mean, when it comes down to tools, I could tell you like communication, Discord, Google Suite is by far my favorite, Google Slides, Docs, Sheets, Google Drive for cloud storage. Um, Zapier. I mean, Uber suggests I haven't done SEO in a while. I'm not that much of a practitioner in SEO, even though I do work with uh, people that are strong in SEO. But from the little research I need to do, Uber suggests is great. Google Trends is just slept on. You can see what's trending, what's talking. Also, going a little more, you know, granular into the trenches. Go to Twitter, see what's top chopping, uh, trending topics. Go to LinkedIn, trending topics. See what people are talking about. You know, news hijacking is great when you see what someone's talking about and you kind of inject yourself in the conversation and 
you know, find a way to leverage that audience. Because at the end of the day, like I said, those three things, you have your audience, you have your creative and you have your offer. You have to find out where your audience is. And at this moment, Kanye West is doing some hot takes. And if you can inject yourself in that Kanye West conversation where that audience is, you could hijack that, you know, attention with whatever creative you put, maybe Kanye West drinking a cup of your coffee or something. Right. And when you have that attention, now you got Kanye West fans or people are talking about, I'm looking at Kanye West drinking coffee. And then you redirect it to your offer, which is a coffee. So um, finding out what's out there and just what people are talking about. At the end of the day, these tools help you understand trends and trends are led by people. So thank you very much for joining us and sharing all these insights and experiences in such a short time. I really appreciate that. Love it. My friend, thank you for having me. That was a nice little rapid fire session. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I uh, hope to hear from you soon. All right.